Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. This Sunday, we have a real riddle of a gospel. We have tribulations, a darkening sun, a lightless moon, stars falling, powers shaken in the heavens. It's all mysterious, frankly, just a little unnerving. But are we actually unnerved? Do we find the talk of the end unnerving? Does it make us afraid? Perhaps we're wondering if we'll have the strength to stand before the Son of Man when He comes. Or perhaps all this just seems a bit too odd. All this talk of cosmic catastrophe, heavenly powers shaken, a metaphorical fig tree. Does this all seem a bit too bizarre? Is it just a story that Jesus is telling to make some obscure point? But of course we know the gospel is no mere story. It's odd, but only because we're the odd ones. Flannery O'Connor said that for the deaf, you have to shout. And for the almost blind, you have to write in large and startling figures. That's what's going on here in this gospel. Jesus is writing in large and startling figures. About what, though? What is so important that he will use these images to communicate? I think first, we do have to learn the mysterious lesson of the fig tree, which is what? Jesus elsewhere compares faith to a mustard seed. But here, it's a fig tree. We have to slow down in order to understand Scripture. We have to be like this fig tree that grows slowly under God's care and bears fruit in God's time. We need to slow down to understand the strange and startling figures of this gospel. But what is actually going on? Heaven and earth will pass away. Jesus is telling us something about fear. We assume that all fear must be bad. And this would be This would be wrong. Because there's two kinds of fear. The first kind of fear is the fear of just getting punished for something that you do wrong. Right? Fear of being found out. Or not doing something so you don't get punished. But there's another kind of fear. And it's this kind of fear that Jesus is actually calling us to. This is the fear of a child. The fear of a child is the fear of whatever can come between you and the one you love. 
It's the sort of fear that you say, oh, I'm sorry. I was afraid I hurt you there. That's a real fear. But it's not the fear of a slave, fear of punishment. It's a fear that comes from love. We know that the heavens and earth are passing away. We know that history will have an end. It's not a soap opera. This will eventually end. And that means that we can prepare. And part of preparation is having this right kind of fear, this holy fear. Just because all of this passing away is in the Lord's hands doesn't mean that we can go on autopilot. Because fear recognizes evils and obstacles for what they are. It doesn't sugarcoat them. It doesn't hide from them. It recognizes that we're weak. We too are passing away. We're changeable, changing creatures. And by our own power, we won't stand firm. So we have to find a firm foundation. That comes from the recognition of fear. It's fear of what can happen if we do not stand firm. So where do we look? To whom do we look? Jesus tells us, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So what is it about Christ's words that they're the one thing that won't pass away? In the letter to the Hebrews, we hear Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is a statement about Jesus being God. Everything changes except God. So if you want to stand firm, you don't look to yourself. You don't look to other changing things. You look to the one unchanging God. But to be unchanging doesn't mean that God is just sitting in eternity watching the clock run out before he gets up and says, oh, I need to get on the clouds and ride in and judge my creatures. God is unchanging, but he is always acting. Right now, in each of us, holding us in being and drawing us closer to himself to share in his love, to be in relationship with him, to be friends. That's what he's doing now. The effect of this is to give us courage. If we're going to have this holy kind of fear, we also need the courage to withstand trials, the difficulties that we're familiar with, and those that may surprise us. We need courage. And it's a courage that comes from knowing that God is. Not just is, but acts towards us, in us, drawing us to himself. All of this has to do 
with the grace of perseverance. And here, I think perseverance can, can also seem a bit much. It can seem like we're overplaying this whole difficult journey aspect of the Christian life. Isn't the Christian life about the joy of God's presence? Haven't we already talked about God acting in us and upon us? What's the deal with perseverance? Perseverance is what the Lord gives us so that we can cooperate with him, with his action. Perseverance recognizes that this isn't a 100-meter dash. This is the long haul. If you've ever been on a family road trip, you know that the long haul can really take a toll. You know that a long journey requires stamina. The grace of perseverance is the grace of stamina. It's the stamina that comes particularly from the Holy Spirit. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words will not pass away. How do we stand firm? By the gift of the Spirit. It's only by the movement of the Holy Spirit, paradoxically, that we can stand firm. When we're tempted to give up because this is a long journey, an uphill climb, that's when we ask for the grace of perseverance. We ask for the Spirit's gift to help us keep on. Because if it's an uphill climb, think of, a, think of a mountain that you're climbing up. To be in the mountains means that you're not at home with your slippers on. You're not by the fireplace. You don't have Wi-Fi. And there's always a point, at least in every mountain, mountain hike that I've done, there's always a point where you think, I would give anything to be back home and to have real food for once. Every Christian will experience that moment in the Christian life when they say, isn't there an easier way? Isn't there a shortcut? Isn't there a less steep path? The answer is no. The path that we have is given to us by the Lord. It's a path that we don't travel alone. And that's the consolation. It will be uphill. It will be long. But the Lord will be with us every step of the way. It will be his motion pushing us forward, drawing us along, giving us the joy, the fire in our hearts that keeps us going. This is what we're looking to in the Christian life. We're looking to the time when the Son of Man will come. We're recognizing that we are in a passing world. The things are passing away. 
We live in hope of what the Spirit is already doing in each of our lives. And especially this week, this Thanksgiving week, we give thanks to God for the gift of perseverance, the grace of the Spirit. A gift that can often go overlooked, but that we need so badly. We give thanks to the Lord whose words do not pass away, whose love is unending, unchanging, and whose love makes him present for us this morning.